So here's the question. How do active people in the Des Moines area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Ryan Domeyer, and welcome to the Rev Health Radio Podcast. Welcome back to the Rev Health Radio Podcast. Dr. Ryan, back here today with a special guest, Nick from NG Nutra. Nick Pinero? Yes, that's correct. Yep. You did it. You did it right. And I was really struggling with his name. We went through it a little bit. <laughs> Nick is an athlete and the regional director over at NG Nutra in West Des Moines. So we met and had an interesting, he has an interesting story about how he got to Iowa, how his passion for bodybuilding, weightlifting, nutrition, health, wellness, etc. So I thought he'd be a perfect guest to come on and go over all things health and wellness. So Nick, welcome. Tell us your background. Tell us how, where you started, how you got to Iowa. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for having me on, Ryan. I appreciate it. We met real quick. I just want to say we met at the, um, what was it, a 5K, right? Uh, Des Moines Marathon. The, yeah, and, and, and that's not typically my, my avenue. So, um, But we actually chopped it up and just and kind of spoke about, I think our first discussion was about different energy systems and carbohydrates and stuff like that. Yep, electrolytes and everything like that. So I think we spoke for about 20 or 30 minutes, which was really nice, and then it's it's odd to have a conversation with someone um, in depth about about just n- nutrients in general, right? So we kind of clicked on that on that basis. So I appreciate you having me on, man. But yeah, how I started, um, I'll start from the beginning. Kind of uh, was a real quiet kid growing up. I had a stutter throughout my entire life, and and um, played a lot of sports. But kind of when I was about fourteen or fifteen, I I, I started to work out just because I wanted to get stronger for my sports. Well, that kind of took in its own little thing. I started with the P90X, so like Tony Horton doing push-ups and pull-ups. I mean, talking about I could do six six push-ups, I could barely do a pull-up. And, and that kind of started to grow my confidence. And over the years, 15, 16, 17, I ended up stopped playing sports and the weightlifting kind of took over. And during that time, my confidence grew and, and my stuttering got a little bit better. Um, I put myself out there more, you know, I, I was just a more outgoing kid where prior I was more of a outgoing introvert where I I was outgoing with close individuals where I wasn't really secure with my, myself. So that really kind of took form in the weightlifting. And then that transitioned into, um, still needing that competitive nature where that's how I kind of got into the bodybuilding realm. And that that really consumed my life for, you know, I would I would say eight to ten years essentially, right? I mean, that that was in the forefront of my of my competitive career and, and what all my goals were geared towards. But that kind of taught me that that's what's kept me interested in really enthralled and constantly wanting to learn and grow about the nutrition aspect, about uh, I mean, the training aspect, I mean, this whole health and fitness avenue. So it's like, what can I learn to help better me in bodybuilding? So that's why I started to learn. And now it's been about, with all my knowledge, it's like, how can I cut all the bullshit, essentially, and teach and teach the core values to um, to clients and, and, and help them kind of um, weed through all the all the crap that we kind of go through and all the like if we could cut the, the, the five years of mistakes and just go to the good stuff that we know now how much further along that we would be right so it's 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 a lot about just like canceling out the things that don't work that people think that do or a lot of the misconceptions that people have not you know you can't you know you can't eat after eight of course 
after 8 p.m., you know. Um, so and just informing people, people, you know, informing people where people have to know that a sugar is a carbohydrate. You know, some people don't know that. So we have to start thinking of, of, of food as fuel. So that's kind of my story. Um, how I got to Iowa. Um, five years ago, came here, met a girl, met a great girl. She brought me out here. Her job took her out here. We're originally from the East Coast. And um, yeah, we've been here for five years ever since. I love it. Iowa is uh, Iowa nice. It's cheap. There's no traffic. <laughs> People aren't, you know, ab- as abrasive as the East Coast. Um, I still have a, a special place on the East Coast, but I really enjoy Iowa. So, yeah. So you were an athlete with bodybuilding. You've always been in weightlifting. Uh, where did you learn all your information about nutrition, about supplements? Is it trial and error? Where, where self-taught. So yeah, just 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 complete self-taught. Like growing up, I I did not like school. I hated learning, and uh, mentally that was a struggle, right? Because like. Growing up, you have this expectation of why don't you like it? Why? Well, when I got into this, it was like I could remember the back of a label. Like, I mean, and so I just consumed everything I could. I I remember being in these stores. I started working at GNC when I was 18 and just going through a bottle. And I would take the back of a bottle. And I would literally write down every single herb and I'd have a notebook. And I would I would like write a paragraph on each herb. And then we had a book at the store called The Prescription of Nutritional Healing. And it was this encyclopedia of all herbs and B-complexes and vitamins. And I would just go through it. But it was from a selfish point, right? It was, it was like, how can this help me in my bodybuilding? How can I be smarter? How can I do all that stuff? So it just came from that. I was just very curious. And that's kind of bled into everything, right? Like, I'm curious about just how to be a better person, um, you know, my faults and things like that, so... And that leads us to, it's kind of been a weird time over the last 10, 15 years in the health and wellness spectrum with the growth of social media. Mm-hmm. You said cut through the bullshit. There's a lot of crap out there. Yes. It's really hard to get good, knowledgeable information out there that has context to it in a quick TikTok video or in an Instagram post. It's yeah. really difficult to do that. And base, people get a lot of their health and wellness information from celebrities who they don't even know are just paid to <laughs> promote a product it, yeah it really that's most of the bullshit i see because i wanted to get today one of the things i wanted to address is where should someone start someone who eats genuinely healthy is gen, is exercising where should they start for their nutrition as long as if their nutrition's on point should they take supplements should they take a multivitamin like you always mm-hmm. hear hey everyone should take x y and z should i take amino what should someone take when they're getting started what are your baselines that you like to teach and coach yeah so how i used to approach this um, is very different to how I approach it now. Whereas prior, I used to think of having the optimal diet, the optimal supplement program, the optimal workout for them. And I used to be like, here is all this information to this person, right? Thinking that that's, that's the answer. And, it, and it's not, right? We're humans. Mm-hmm. So that's, <laughs> that's probably the biggest flaw. So we have to introduce things in a manner that we're going to want to do or that we like to do that we can consistently do. Because whether it's the right program or not, if you're not going to consistently do it, then it's not the one for you. So I, I really take a backseat to the supplement, you know, thing, you know, and I, and I really try and put the emphasis on like the core things because I don't I, I don't want them to think that the supplements are the key. So if we put the emphasis on this now, you know what I mean, then then it just it devalues what 
80% of it actually is, right? So if we put the main focus on this and we utilize this as like the last 5%, that's how I like to think of it. So when you say, is there a supplement? My question is, okay, well, let's run through the diet because I guarantee you we're not eating, you know, um, whole legs throughout the day or, you know, two or three servings of fruits and some vegetables, maybe, maybe some red meat in there, right? So if, if we're having these full whole foods throughout the day, chances are we're not really deficient in a lot of these avenues. Now, depending on your goals, you may have nutrient needs um, that are higher for certain requirements, whether it be carbohydrate or protein intake, where you need to supplement extra of those because you have a higher requirement. But for the normal person, I would say focusing on, okay, let's just focus on the quality of food, eating three times a day of whole foods and nothing processed and see how our body feels. And then, yeah, once you start feeling better and getting the results, then we can get on to the next thing. And, Absolutely. And, yep. I, and I think of it as creating a habit. Sometimes, and I find myself doing this as well, uh, when I'm eating cleaner, I'm more likely to take my vitamin D supplement because that's my habit of, oh, I eat clean all day. I got to take this because I wasn't outside as much as I should. So I use that as the supplement really more as the cue or my trigger for my habit of eating clean yeah. more than maybe even the action of what the supplement is actually doing for me is what I find that I think is why people gravitate towards them. And yes, they we, 100%. We, we want to take the magic pill that's going to fix it's everything. It's the fancy <laughs> rims on your car, but it's not the axle. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not all, it's like, it's just the blink shit. It's putting tints on the car. You know what I mean? It's like all those things that yes, appear and will get some, yeah, you'll get some percentage of, of gain from them, but, it, but the focus isn't on the important part. And is that why someone should come in to a place like this at Engine? Why why not just buy something buy something yeah, on yeah, Amazon? Absolutely. Why not why not just get anywhere? It's absolutely. everything's pretty easily available. What do you guys do here at NG Nutra that's different? Man, I've worked I've worked in this industry for now like twelve years and it's tough. I started at GNC and I and I just had a real passion for it. But it's just like every place that you go into, sometimes you know more than that person that you're going into. So essentially all these nutritional stores are just like boxes of of places that hold product where you can't get any information so you're left on your own so you're left on your own to sift through google which pops up 10 different ads or sources that are paid for um so i mean here right i have um an employee jail who's been doing this for eight years as well um i really only try and hire people who have been doing this for five to ten years or are really really interested in improving themselves right so when you come into here, you can best be sure that you'll be getting like complete information, right? So when you come in here, you can come in for a pre-workout. I'm going to talk to you about your diet and your nutrition and your sleep, even if you want to pre-workout and get out of here. Because I know there's more that you need and I know there's more that you're missing. And even though you might think the pre-workout is the, is the key to that performance prior to that workout, where there may be three or four other things that can benefit that and help benefit six other things in your life. You know what I mean? So that's what I really try and do here. I really try and go over people's lives, go over people's foods, go over people's habits and try and fix those things and then incorporate the nutritional products that they came in for that they were looking for. You know, I, I really, I mean, there's times that people come in and I'm like, you don't need anything today. We just need to like get in the gym a couple of days, let's change a couple of food things. And when you can do that for a week or two, come back in. 
Yeah, and that's a place to start. We, You and I talked about, and anyone that's listened has heard me talk about the four pillars of health. I'm biased towards movement, mm-hmm. nutrition, hydration, Gosh. stress, and sleep management. Yes. Stress and sleep. Getting sleep and getting recovery is one of the hardest things to teach and to have someone actually follow mm-hmm. up with. But that is mm-hmm. the that is the supplement most people need is to actually recover from their workout, from their life, from the craziness they have that's going on. Yes, it'd be great to take a magic sleeping pill. They make those and they're very addictive. Once you once you start taking your Xanax and your things that bring right? you down, it's really but, hard. But to now you're not getting REM, proper REM sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're not getting the proper um, quality of sleep where your brain's doing all the all the recovery process. Not just your brain, but your body as well. Uh, you're self-taught. We we've talked a little of this before we started recording, but what have you changed your mind on in the health and wellness room? There's a lot of BS out there. What what did you think you were passionate about? You thought you had it all right, and then years later you look back and like, man, I can't believe I thought that. Yeah, I kind of touched on it prior. I I said how I start people off in their diet, right? It is I used to think the perfect thing was for them, and and now it's about setting habits that are that are that we can do easily. So instead of changing, giving you five meals, Ryan, right? That's so much different than what you're used to doing right now. You're used to not doing that. You wake up, you take care of your kids, you go to work, you have something around 11 to get going through the day. And then you're out the door at three to pick up the kids again. And by the time it's eight o'clock at night, now you're actually having something, you know, at night. So that, that's like, I can't give you five meals and expect you to do that. that. That's, that's like, that's bizarre of me to think. Right. It's Mm -hmm. it's it's silly of me as a coach to think that's reasonable of you. So, okay, how how can we slowly build these patterns over time? Okay, Stacy, or I'm sorry, Ryan. (laughs) Okay, Ryan, what what can we control throughout the day? Can we control the breakfast? Yep. Okay. so let's just focus on that. Let's get really good at that. We're going to build confidence within that within that. And then once we're good at that, we add meal two next week slow it's everything's a slow play now so over like three four weeks now we've built up three meals that she's consistently having every day and 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 now we're building a pattern now we're building a habit but those three meals are also things that she wants to eat so it's not like i'm forcing her to have chicken and broccoli if she doesn't want it well what do we like in your parameters that can fit yeah i think what i heard and i did catch on that earlier you used to think optimal is where everyone should strive for everyone should be at this optimal limit and really what you've come back to is an old Tim Ferriss saying, which is you strive to look for the 20% change that's going to make 80% of the difference. Absolutely. What is this one small thing that's no different than what I do when I help someone move better? I could give you 10 exercises to do and one or two of them is probably going to help you. But unless I, it's more important to me to find the one or two and have you work on the one or two versus yeah. giving you 10. Absolutely. It's more the, so it's optimal. You still you still strive for optimal, but you're trying to find the minimum um, minimum yeah, the effective, minimum effective minimum dose. effective optimal dose. <laughs> yes, yeah, that that's actually really w- good way to put it. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. So I'm doing something that's that's obtainable for them. You know, it's it's a smaller mountain to um, climb. Uh, once people, especially in the bodybuilding world, I've I've come around people that eat very clean diets. The standard mm-hmm. American diet is, we're told, don't have any salt, don't have any sodium, because that's going to give you hypertension and is going to lead to heart disease. Correct. I know you guys sell an electrolyte supplement here. Mm-hmm. I know you've experimented with yourself. Do you find your coaching, having people add some of that back into their diet because they're actually deficient, 
because they're eating a, in quotation, clean diet or whole food, generally whole foods, they're not getting processed box foods, so they need to actually add some electrolytes back in. I think, I, I think m- most people <clears throat> need to add electrolytes in their, in their diet in general. I mean, whether you're eating a good diet or not. I just, and especially with the water, like if we're drinking a gallon of water, that doesn't necessarily mean we're hydrated. You know what I mean? Because if we're working out, if we're sweating, we're utilizing a lot of these nutrients. If we're drinking caffeine throughout the day, we're also further dehydrating ourselves. When we wake up in the morning, we're coming from a dehydrated state. Um, so I think I think it's something that everyone can should kind of benefit from. I mean, I've I, I've noticed just in performance wise, it, it's probably the most beneficial thing that I've noticed um, over my years of supplements that have completely changed. You know, where the first you know my first favorite product was was a pre-workout right in protein and now it's like a fish oil and electrolyte and collagen it's like completely the opposite where i started and i was into the creatine and in the protein side of the store and now it's about herbs and all of the other stuff you know the health aspect stuff so it's an evolution and i'll share one of my one of that's probably the biggest thing and we're only we're only know what we're taught by someone else. I remember my athletic trainer at my high school is very smart. She's an amazing athletic trainer. She told us never to have a salt tablet. It's terrible for you because she's speaking to high school students who mm-hmm. will probably think, oh, it's good for me. I'll take a million of them. So she just says, don't have any. Mm-hmm. And the first time I was, I did a, I was bailing hay on a farm and I had a salt tablet. I had like energy. I'm like, this feels amazing. Like, yes, I could drink two gallons of water, but when I had some salt <laughs> tablets with it, this is even better. So I've really come around to changing that of, does everyone need to do it? No, but we need to have context. And that's- Dude, you took the word, you literally, I, I, every health and fitness athletic um, has to have context because it's, it is not an umbrella, mm-hmm. right? You have athletic endeavors but all of those athletic endeavors can can break off into different diets and different um yeah just different concepts within those you know sports i mean one one could be a primarily carbohydrate dominant sport and and one couldn't be but they're both under the athletic umbrella and so context you're absolutely right that leads me to my next thought of which everyone and context Meaning not everyone responds to the same thing. Just like not everyone responds to the same movement or mobility drill I give them, not everyone responds to the same style of eating. Keto's been very popular for years now, and I'll use keto in quotation marks, which is generally low-carb diets. But some people really struggle with it, mm-hmm. and it's not their fault. Their bodies just aren't using – they're they're not set up to work. Their body systems aren't working like that. Yeah, Is that the BS you are talking about that you still see out there where people see a fad diet, they see an elimination diet, they see something their friends are doing, and they try it, and, and they yo-yo diet? Or where are we now as far as people dieting, or do they – before seeking out a coach, do you see people – when you're coaching nutrition one-on-one that they're coming in like that or are they coming in sometimes i just just, there's just so many different diets i will see and then different varied opinions of of people's thoughts you know one person will think not to eat after eight one person will will think to limit all carbohydrates but think but and, and say they're doing keto but then having you know um cheese and bacon and and not understanding how to properly do keto and what types of fats, what types of fats they should be having with keto or, you know, so there are certain things like, I I think there's just a lack of knowledge um, and understanding and 
again, there's just too much information out there without enough context within within that information. So again, like we were talking about in the beginning, there's a minute clip of something that you, I what can I get from that? Like, <laughs> I I can get some information if I'm smart enough to, to decipher what his context is within that, and I'm usually smart enough, and you're usually smart enough because we've had ten years of experience. But the person who isn't saw three videos that contradict themselves, and now they're trying to piece that information themselves together. So sometimes people are even doing three different three different types of diets at once or two different things at once that are opposing. You know? That's that's why someone needs someone to organize. You need someone, you need someone to organize your thoughts. Like a coach. That's why I think everyone can achieve more with a coach, whether it's in your movement, whether it's in your mm-hmm. weightlifting, whether it's in your nutrition, especially. And luckily now we can do that on we can do it virtually, we can do it in person. We have a lot of options in order to do that. Uh your diet, your diet. Where have you come? Where do you find as as far as your optimal diet for yourself? Where do you start? A lot of people. Where kind of the the lowest hanging yeah. fruit you try to get people to start with? Basically, think everyone can kind of almost adopt a very similar pattern. Uh, protein is going to be the constant. All right. Um, females, let let's try and shoot for you know eighty percent to a hundred percent of your body weight of protein. Meaning if you weigh 100 pounds, you're going to get in either 80 to 100 grams of protein. Men, if you're 150 pounds, I would strive for at least 150 to 175, sometimes 200 if your goal is putting on muscle. That macronutrient, regardless, I I do not think should change. I think the sources should vary. I think the primary sources of that protein should be coming from whole foods, right? Whole eggs, salmon. Uh, red meats, um, things of that nature. If you want to do chicken, awesome. Um, I don't find much benefit in chicken other than it being just a sole protein source. So that's why I like to incorporate the whole eggs, um, the steaks, and the fish like that because they do have a lot of omega-3s in them. They have a lot of healthy fats, really good for brain function. And those fats are also really good for another source of energy. Um, So yeah, so it's either... Right, protein's always going to stay the same. So now it's either managing carbohydrates or fats. And how I manage my carbohydrates with an individual is depending on how much they move. Like today, I did not work out that much. My carbohydrates were lower. My fats were higher. Um, tomorrow, if I work out, my carbohydrates are going to be higher. Um, if you drive your car tomorrow 50 miles, but you only drive it five miles today, you're going to put more gas in today than tomorrow, right? You definitely are not, especially carbohydrates are such fast-burning fuel yeah. that when left with inactivity can lead to excess calories mm-hmm. and people people gaining fat. I couldn't agree more yeah. with the carbohydrate curve, which I've talked about before, mm-hmm. which is essentially a straight line going up, which is the higher activity level is, the more carbs the you more carbs that you need. day. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Nick, because I feel strongly about that too. I find macros have been coming up in popularity over the last five plus years people are tracking their macros which is a good place to start for a lot of people just to get some awareness of what they're actually eating um i personally don't like to track my macros because it's time consuming but i see people trying to adjust their macro percentages and they're bringing their protein way down like that and i agree with you that should be the constant you have to start with a certain amount 
And yes, both of us have read the data that says we need 0.8 grams per kilogram body weight, but that's just to function. Mm -hmm. Yes, the more optimal amount is the 80 to 100% of body weight for women and at least 100% for grams of pounds for men. Yeah, and and again, like... And s- some people could argue having that much protein is gonna is gonna turn on M factor and like oh, oh you know I, I don't know if I said that correctly right did I say that correctly <laughs> yeah um, but you know but basically like increase aging and so okay you could argue that so maybe pull back to eighty percent so if you're one you know what I mean maybe pull back a little bit but but still I still I still think that protein should be the constant in the highest. Um, one of the higher percentages within the macro ratio. And you're, you are in Iowa right now, so make sure to answer this yeah. correctly. But forever it was red meat's going to cause cancer. Oh my gosh, no. Jeez. <laughs> and you and I both feel strongly the opposite direction of which it gives you the highest amount of amino profile. It has fat in there. It can even have some omega-3s with certain grass-fed types of beef compared to other. Tell me why red meat is good for people to consume. I don't know why we're going back and looking at evidence of a hundred years ago um, and looking at studies 50 years ago about foods when we're much, 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 much older. Yeah. I mean, go back a thousand, go back two, go back three, go back four, go back five. It's just how we ate. Simple as that. Like we're coming to a point where we're just trying to modify everything. And, and excuse my French, can I swear? When you fuck with nature, like it just doesn't, it 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 will it will it will give you signs to tell you not to fuck with it, like leave it as it is. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I I genuinely think that with most things, you know. So the more all that how we've been doing things in in that in the food sources over the years, I think that's just how we should stay. And especially with the red meat topic of I guess my counter because yes there's some observational studies which aren't super high in quality that I've seen that show that link red meat to cancer if that's that's great what's the alternative what should I be eating then should I be eating processed carbohydrates only well that's the thing so the alternative to red meat is more processed things Mm -hmm. that our body hasn't been recognized these past 10,000 12,000 20,000 years that we've been a human race right so this is something now that our bodies, I mean, if if we continue, our bodies may say F you or they may be like, okay, we'll adapt to them, you know, but we can see the trend and how we've adapted to them. I mean, look at, look at humans, how they, how they physically looked. They looked like you 80 years ago. They, they all looked like you. I mean, take a picture at a beach. They all looked like you, you know what I mean? They were lean, fit, you know, um. Now the way I think of it when I see fat, I'm like, we have so much energy on us. Like, you don't need to eat for a week. <laughs> don't eat. You have you have a lot of fuel. Um, the next topic I'll get into, because this isn't your typical coaching client, uh, but I'm in it now with uh, with children. I had a client with me last week. He said, hey, Ryan, you know, hey, my daughter. Love kids. Yeah, love kids. It's awesome to teach them. Healthy guy. He's a runner. He's great. He's like, yeah, my daughter, you know, she's getting kind of heavier. She's six, she's seven. She's like, yeah, just and childhood obesity is going skyrocketing high. Mm. And I, I theorize, and maybe you see this, and maybe you don't, is that macronutrient of protein, children are not consuming. Almost everything they consume is carbohydrate, mm. which is good. 
Children need carbohydrates because they're in growth mode all the time. They need more carbohydrates because their bodies are always growing. So I'm not saying they don't need carbohydrates. Yeah. But I think they're severely limited in the amount of protein they consume. Absolutely. That is one of the largest contributing factors to childhood obesity and just overeating in general is when you only eat carbohydrates all the time, you seem to always just want to go back to those because they are instant fuel sources. Yeah. Kids, how do we get kids to eat more protein? How have you coached any? Have you talked to any of your clients about that? Is that something you've thought about in the realm of health and nutrition? Yeah, it needs to. We can't talk to the kids about it. We can talk to the parents about it. <laughs> like your kids, the kids are seven years old. Um, you know, um, they're they do what they're told a lot of the times, um, and they also do what they're what what they see more times than what they're told. So habits at the household, right? If dad is concerned about Sally gaining weight. Well, what's dad eating? What's in the house? You know what I mean? And that's why I don't understand. It's very simple. It's it's very simple to not purchase things, you know. Um, but a lot of people um, have that nurture where they want to provide. And those comfort things are ways to provide for people and they make people feel warm. And, you know, again, it's food has turned into sometimes as a comfort for people and a way to release. So. Sometimes it can be a detriment in people's household, but it comes from the parents, right? So I grew up in a household. My parents, my dad, five days in the week at gym. Same thing with my mother. My mother was in the gym with me until I was, you know, until she was eight months pregnant with me. She was in the gym five days a week. Talked to her this morning. She just got back from Zumba, you know, like a Zumba <laughs> class. Like she does her weird shit and stuff like that, but she's in the gym five days a week. My dad turned 59 yesterday, trains at five in the morning every morning. I grew up on it. You know what I mean? So I saw that. Jail, my employee, same thing. Like he, he grew up on a farm, very active, played sports his whole life, you know. Um, so he grew up eating those whole foods. So I didn't have a lot of that around. So I didn't, I didn't learn those habits. But I've also gone over to friends' houses, and ha- and all they've had is junk, you know. Uh, it's how they're taught. It really is. It's it's lifestyle. It's habit creation. It's it's how you parent. That's that's how you're going to your kids are going to just they do what they see and mm-hmm. what's in front of them and what is easy. And yes, it's easy to give goldfish and applesauce packets forever, but that's just loaded with simple. It's not giving them what they need to grow optimally. That was one that is, this is way more in the semantics, but I was going to ask you about that. As far as protein sources, it sounds like you mentioned a lot of whole meat sources. Mm. Uh, The other coaching thing I generally recommend after some, some recent interviews I heard is people on vegan diets or vegetarian diets. People have those for beliefs which is totally fine. Do they need the same amount of protein? Do they need more protein when they're trying to go <laughs> vegetarian protein? What have you, have you coached anyone through those or how do you work it's around tough. that? Yeah. How do you it's, work around when they, that, that, that lifestyle of vegan or vegetarian? It's interesting, right? Because anything, I don't want to say anything. The, the majority of things in that vegan realm are going to be also categorized as processed, which completely goes against my entire style of eating so first of all if i'm trying to coach someone who's vegan um usually i'll say you know if 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 you'd like me to do the vegan diet for you i don't have much experience in that so i don't i don't really know that much about it um because i just generally don't believe much in it and and the reason being is because in these vegan foods they're having to try and mimic the amino acid profiles that are found in meats. 
And I understand, it might, so from the concept of not eating them for the environmental reasons, I get that point. But they're still good for you, you know? And we still have been eating this, this for hundreds, I mean, thousands of years. And I feel like everything has its place in nature. So I don't, I, yeah, I, I, w- I would try to gear them towards maybe smaller things, maybe starting with eggs to get some healthy fats in. Maybe finding something um, that they can get a little bit more nutrients in, but maybe keeping a lot of their diet consistent, but maybe slowly adding some things in while with not breaking their, um, their beliefs in a sense, you know, uh, I'm going to change gears and go through with another concept that's been around forever yeah. that I see and I agree with, but I feel like there needs to be some context going into it. Everything in moderation is typically what you hear. Can I have bacon? Yes, everything in moderation. Can I have donuts? Yes, everything in moderation. Do you find that works for people when you when that you see coaching them? Do you, is that are we talking about food or in life? Uh, let's food. Let's food. go food. Everything in moderation is totally fine for you. Depends on how much of a handle they have on it currently. So <clears throat> if someone's starting a diet. Um, and they start asking about cheap meals and cheap foods right away. It's the, I'm going to go longer now without that. Um, and not because I'm trying to be a dick, but just because we need to instill some just like habits and patterns and consistency. And I need you to get to change the way you think of food, right? We think of food as something for taste. We need to think of food as fuel. It is, it is the gas to our vehicle, you know? There's a there's a time when you when you fill your tank and there's a time when you put, you know, when you only need a quarter of it. There's a there's a time for that. Right. So we need during that, you know, four to six week period. I try and like let's I try and think of that. Let's get in a good pattern, good habit. I said on a podcast last week, I said most people I said it's crazy what most people could do with their physique in four months. What they don't realize if you're about 20 percent. You could you could be your your dream physique in in literally four months of dieting, without drinking, without going out, without all that stuff. Uh, it is crazy what you can do by changing habits. I find that people's brain, I find our brain works. They're all or none, <clears throat> whether it comes to food, whether it comes to lifestyle. That's just how it seems like. That's how our brains work. We, mm. My runners, I love them. You either are running a, a hundred miles a week or zero miles a week, and there's nothing in between. Mm. That's how I feel with food too, where you need to know what it's like to be, to have, to know what a real diet is like made of whole foods before we can start adding in that everything in moderation. I think yeah. Every, if everything in moderation has led us to where we are right now, of which our brains can't handle moderation when we have such ease of ac- of excess. Yes. There's so many cal. you walk into any grocery store, it's just calorie dense foods that are packaged and easy to consume. Our brains can't handle that. We need to have come from a place of we're knowing what it's like. And really the client I'm working with right now who's going through this, she, you feel better. And then once you feel that, then that actually demotivates you to say, actually, you know, the thing that I used to love, but it's just going to give me a sugar crash. Like, I guess everything in moderation, I can have a little bit. It's almost like, yeah, I'll get back to it, but I also don't want to ruin how good I'm feeling. Yeah, that's what people miss out on when they try a diet. They try to change what they're eating, but they're like, "Oh no, everything in moderation, and it's fine." 
and I'll I'll come back and say you don't you don't know what it's like because you've been feeling like crap for so long to actually eat clean for a short period of time and then yes then we can approach that everything in moderation I totally agree but we have to have a period where we actually get down to the basics and getting back to basics I know you feel strongly yeah about- you, you can't experience sadness without happiness and vice versa right so it's like I I almost sometimes wish Ryan we could we could uh, take each client right and just snap our fingers and let them live you know, just 24 hours in the body that they want, the foods that we think are healthy. So let them live, see how they feel about themselves. And then the next day they're back in theirs and they wake up and they feel the difference. They, they will feel the difference of what it is. It is on both ends, right? But you need to put yourself on that, on that other end to feel what it is to like on that shit end, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, while we wrap up, here nick tell we're right now we're in ng nutra tell people what what you opened here what you guys have here if they're they're interested in talking to you more clearly you are passionate about this (laughs) so ng nutra stands for next generation nutraceuticals so we opened up our first premier location here in west des moines iowa we have uh four other brick and mortar locations two in sioux city two in sioux falls so we've been in business now for just about 20 years, and uh, so this is our first premier location. We kind of wanted to do something that mimicked more of like an Apple Store style, something where a little bit, it's a little bit nicer of a feel, where you walk in, you're greeted, we have a um, smoothie immersion station where you can get all your different types of samples of our products. You go over there, we kind of um, can mix up anything that you'd like, walk through the store. It's a very nicely designed store. It's a sleek store, so it's really nice. And uh, we just try and provide optimal customer service, man. So if anyone comes in, it's like we really try and break down um, what you're trying to accomplish. Um, there's really no pressure in sales. We're not, you know, we're not uh, we're not commission based or anything like that. So it's not a GNC sales type of environment. So that it's not like a pushy sales environment. So we try to really do that here. And um, yeah, so it's uh, 210 Jordan <laughs> Jordan Creek Parkway uh, in West Des Moines over here. Um, Monday through Saturday at 10 to 6, and then on Sundays from 11 to 5. But uh, feel, feel free to stop by. My name's Nick, and then I have another employee named Jail. He's got glasses, and um, I do as well. So we'll be the only ones here. What I liked coming in here, Nick, because I actually didn't, I came in not intending to buy anything, and of course I did, because of the education behind. So if you're questioning something, hey, I saw this online, do I need this? Mm-hmm. That's the that's very valuable to have versus just typing it in the Google machine because that's gonna Absolutely. that'll give you context. Talking to a person to give context is what's missing in the health and wellness sphere. So that's why I see tell people or they should go seek out someone to explain it to them concisely, put their situation together, and determine whether they need to make that. Yeah, because there are times people are coming in for X, Y, Z, and as I start to run through everything they may not meet need amino acids like it you know yes it would be nice to to make a 60 dollars sale uh but right I, it may not really benefit their program if if you're eating prior to the workout if you're eating after the workout and you're drinking amino acids during well kind of wasting them those foods have amino acids in it which are going to help help with that uh protein breakdown right so you're not going to have have that happening because you have ample amount of protein coming prior and after the meal right so most customers don't know that though. They don't even know that protein is is amino acids, and most people shouldn't. That's just confusing <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, it would be silly to be eating protein, amino acids, 
protein shake, food, like it's too much, right? So we can eliminate a product out of there and they leave happy because I just saved them 60 bucks that they didn't need, you know? And now I just built some trust, so. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Nick, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Absolutely, Ryan. Thank I will you, man. Put, I will put all your information in the show notes so everyone can reach out to you. Sweet so too. everyone listening, stop by NG Neutro. Talk to Nick. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, real quick before you go, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to share it with others, please take a screenshot and share it to your story on Facebook or Instagram, and make sure to tag Rev Health and Wellness. To stay up to date on all of our latest episodes, be sure to follow Rev Health and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram.